hello, all you beautiful begonias out there. Welcome to another episode of A Little Greener, a podcast all about nature, conservation, and sustainability. I am one of your hosts, Casey, and I am joined by the wonderful Sarah. Sarah, how are you today? Hello, I'm doing well. I'm very sleepy. Yes, you are. <laughs> but I'm otherwise doing just fine. The dog woke me up at one o'clock in the morning, which is totally fine. I would so much rather him do that than like wake up and have an accident yeah. uh, in the morning. But then I just could not fall back asleep. So apologies for any words that come out of my mouth in the wrong order or what have you. How are you, Casey? We're all human. I actually got one of the best night's sleep that I've had in a yes! while because uh, Ginger has been also waking up in the middle of the night and Andrew dealt with it last night. So I just slept right on through. So that was very exciting. Love that. Um, but I still need some caffeine because I went for a walk today out in Valley Forge. So that sounds delightful. It was. It was like 43 degrees, which is nice, like for January. Mm-hmm. And we were just dressed appropriately and it was really nice out. So it was definitely the longest walk I've taken in a while. So I was sleepy by the end. But, but yeah, so yeah, good things. We've got some company over visiting from Minnesota. So that's exciting. And uh, yeah, it's going to be hopefully a good week. <laughs> yes, excellent. So I, I wanted to just touch base on last week's episode, which I loved, where you talked to us about the best can of tuna and how to select yeah. the most sustainable can of tuna when you are grocery shopping. I actually don't remember exactly what your challenges were. I don't know if you do, but I know they were both surrounding looking at the information on your can and I think maybe about looking checking out seafood watch as well you had something in there Uh, and so as we talked through the episode you know most of those were things that I at least had been vaguely doing in my life but we had some surprises about some things on my can of, of wild planet tuna but after we stopped recording Casey and I we we chatted a little bit longer and I I have determined since last week that I'm going to stick with my wild planet just looking at doing a little bit more research on some of the things that we talked about I still feel like it is a good choice we were both a little surprised about the sourcing in Thailand mm-hmm. that was on the can because of some of the issues that have come out in the last eight, 10 years or so of some horrible human rights issues associated with the industry there. But they do address it and they talk about how they basically only work with small boat fisheries and they can actually track like the lot number on every Uh, can or every shipment of tuna they can track each individual can and know where it comes from and so at this point I sort of have to just take their word as best as I can that they are working with people who are doing the right things and so I I do want to support that and certainly support uh, any responsible fisheries there so I like that. I just need to be a little more careful, though, with knowing the other issue with my can was that it didn't actually say where the tuna came from. So that can be important as well. So that's something for me to pay a little more attention to the next time I buy. So that's my update from last week. Yeah, I think uh, when I'm looking at tuna that's uh, at least available in my area, Wild Planet, I think, comes out on top as the best brand that's available to me. I think we delved into a lot of complications that come with a globalized food system mm-hmm. and that anytime you have industries that big 
we're always going to have a certain level of opacity that we just can't really get through as consumers and that larger corporations might just cite as a reason why they can't tell you enough information that you want. So I always think looking into our food systems is really interesting and we don't eat a lot of meat, but we definitely eat a decent amount of tuna. So um, it's it's definitely a good thing to be informed about. So if you eat tuna, please go listen to that episode because I'm pretty proud of how it turned out. And I think it has some good advice for like 88% of Americans because that's the number that we found <laughs> that eat canned tuna. So check it out. All right, Casey, this week we're taking it easy and maybe a more relaxed type of episode, I guess. We're celebrating the new year at a weird spot halfway through January, but what I, you know, it's our podcast. We'll do what we want. Uh, it's not officially two full years for our podcast because we didn't start until end of April, early yeah. or end of March, yeah. early, early April. April. Yeah once of the year uh so i just figured why not pop a little sort of new year ish episode here as we're still kind of easing into 2023 so we're going to talk a little bit about goals for the podcast personal eco related resolutions if you will for this year and casey i wanted to start off with a quick look back over 2022 as it relates to the podcast and I wrote this question and then spent no time thinking about it myself. So <laughs> we'll see how this goes. But what was your favorite podcast moment or episode, topic, whatever that we did in 2022? Do you have anything that stands out? It's not one particular moment, but I was really proud of some of the interviews we were able to do throughout 2022. Like we, I think, started the year with Cheetah Conservation. Um, and we were on the CCF website and we got to interview uh, author Justin Gillis about his book about climate change solutions. And we got to interview the uh, head of the largest tech recycler in the United States. Mm -hmm. So we ended up talking to some pretty cool people. And it's something that I want to do more of this year as well. So I'm really proud of all of our episodes that was some cool opportunities that I guess I didn't expect coming into the the new year. And just, we, we were lucky. I agree. I think for me more specifically, it is the interview with Justin Gillis. Yeah. Cause that we had talked about wanting to do more interviews and things like that, but we hadn't really started sort of progressing towards anything with that. And, and we got contacted about right, that. that. So it was just so out of the blue that we almost didn't believe it was real. <laughs> At first, we were like, what is the catch here? Right. So uh, I think that was just so cool to know that somebody saw or heard about the podcast and reached out to us and to get to talk to such a cool dude, man, that yeah. has just done amazing things I feel like well so. honestly I quote his book all the time on this podcast now because <laughs> I learned so much from it mm -hmm. so that was the big fix um, that yeah. came out this year and it related so much to the big climate bill that passed this year as well which was an outside of the podcast but still very exciting moment in our greener future so all of that kind of wrapped up together but I agree that Justin Gillis interview is just an opportunity I never expected and went like you don't always get an opportunity that you don't expect and feels like punching above your belt <laughs> and 
and you feel like you did a good job on it. Like it all worked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a good one. I do just looking back through our episode list though too, I do just feel like there were some really fun episodes. I think I wound up surprisingly really enjoying the episode on the EPA. And I think in part because that was just such a challenge for me as I was like, I don't know anything about any of this. And so to be able to talk through things on that episode was, uh, I feel like, sort of rewarding for me and sort of felt like opened my eyes a little bit more. And even just recently, sort of the same thing for our episode on nuclear fusion. That was just a thing that I think previously before doing this podcast would have just been a sort of, oh, that's really cool. I hope something comes from it one day. And where I guess maybe that still is my overall reaction to really have taken the time to delve in and learn more about what actually went down, I feel like is... It's just a nice sort of side personal personal side benefit to, to this podcast uh, is, is getting to learn more about some of those things that might sort of just... Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that I might not otherwise have stopped to take that moment for. So we've had some good times uh, on the podcast and we hope for more to come in 2023. So if you stick around, we'll talk a little bit about what we want from the podcast this year. But also if you're like, I don't really care, it's where I it comes regularly on my feed anyway, which we hope it does. Uh, we are also going to talk a little bit about personal eco-friendly New Year's resolutions as well. So stick around for that discussion. All right. Welcome, everybody, to our discussion on new year's resolutions 2023 slash what to expect from a little greener in 2023 casey last year at the end of 2021 time is a mystery to me when i was like two years ago did we start this in the middle of the pandemic and then i was like oh wait no it was like the year after that was all going down but i uh, I don't yeah i don't know anymore About a year ago, we shared some posts on social media that kind of recapped what our podcast had done in the previous year. We talked about how many states and how many countries we reached. It's just kind of fun, I feel like, to know that sort of thing. It's fun for us as the hosts, obviously, but I think it's fun as a listener sort of to know kind of who you're listening with. And Casey, I didn't even hadn't shared this with you, I realized. So we didn't make any posts this year, but I did want to share a little bit about how that updated in 2022. Uh, And I was pretty excited to see some of the the growth that we had. Uh, So at the end of 2021, we'd made it to 27 countries around the world with at least one listen. I'm not saying we have regular listeners in 27 countries, but at least one listener in 27 countries. Uh, in 2022 alone, and just looking at those 12 months, we hit 43 countries in 2022. That's exciting. Yeah. And with an all-time total of uh, 49. So uh, so we had, you know, lost some, gained some type thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, but overall, we've, we've now hit, at, for the life of the podcast, 49 countries with listeners. So that's really fun. We appreciate you. Uh 
everybody, global listeners, though, thanks for for tuning in from so far away because we know that we can get somewhat focused on the United States things sometimes. Also, in 2021, we hit 39 states. We stayed really consistent <laughs> in 2022. Uh, we hit 40 states and D.C. In, uh, in addition to that. All time, we've hit 46 states and D.C. Still got some holdouts. We're coming for you this year. I didn't write down what, uh, what I, would, I was curious, were. but I'm sure. I'm I pretty like... sure Vermont is one of them. Okay. But I'll have to look up what the other ones are. So well, maybe we'll have to do some state-specific episodes this year. That can be a goal. Our top five episodes, if we just isolate 2022 alone, I thought this was interesting. Invasive species and killer cats, which also related to invasive species. Then we had our intro to composting, our cheetah conservation fun so thanks to you Casey and our friend Kristen for doing that one and then our our composting follow-up our digging into composting uh rounded out our top five so that's what people were listening to with us in 2022 and Casey you and I already talked in the intro about what our kind of top moments were for 2022 so in terms of the podcast and thinking about what a little greener is going to do in 2023 what are you looking forward to this year what are your hopes what are your a little greener podcast resolutions for 2023 i think first off i want to continue to refine my research skills Mm. and keep making sure I have the best information, the most updated information, the most rounded information that I can find. Because sometimes I think that I'll have covered decent bases, but then miss something pretty important or feel like in the course of our conversation, I want to talk more about an aspect that I didn't do enough research to speak intelligently about. And of course, you know, always making sure we have something that would be considered a pretty trusted or reliable source in there. So that's definitely... One. I'm going to interrupt you to, to just yeah. dwell on that for a minute because I one of the things that I feel sometimes is that I just rely too much on the internet. Yeah. And the internet is so, I mean, obviously, there's lots of different types of information mm-hmm. that you can find on the internet, but like I don't have access to a lot of like research papers and things like that. So part of me feels like, and time is an issue yes. as well, but you know, we have access to other materials and, you know, maybe branching out to the way uh, I do research and the types of materials that I use might be something to think about. Yeah, I think the other kind of element of that, and maybe this is part of it too, is I want to do more interviews Mm -hmm. and I want to be brave about who I ask to do interviews with. You know, I I know a decent amount of people who I think would have a really good conversation with, but I also want to have some of our guests we might consider like reach guests where Maybe we reach out if something happens in policy, like maybe next time something like a Big Cat Public Safety Act happens, we can reach out to someone in Fish and Wildlife and ask them more of the details about it. Things like that so that we can have a little bit more experts on the pod and get their perspective because it is just you and me talking most of the time and filtering our own sources. So it'd be good to get some more diverse perspectives and more expert perspectives. 
100% agree. And you hit on one of mine completely with that word there. That is maybe just sort of a general podcast goal of mine is to be braver (laughs) on the podcast. And part of that is being willing to reach out to people. I definitely think that I'm hesitant. There's some feeling of unworthiness sort of hanging in there a little bit because I'm like, well, we're not paid to do this. This is just a thing we do for fun, but we take it seriously. And so I want to, you know, be more willing, be being braver to do that. And for me also just being braver about my own thoughts because Casey you know we've talked about this I start to I get in places where I'm like I don't know what to talk about next week that type of thing and part of that is just that I convince myself that I don't have anything valuable to add uh, to a discussion on topics so I think for me just being braver and being more willing to add my voice to the conversation with some of these topics but also reaching out uh, and being more willing to gain those additional perspectives too is one of mine I think it's worth talking about how strange podcasting is (laughs) (laughs) it's a really interesting kind of media source that really anyone can do like you and I did not spend a lot of money to get into this particular type of being able to reach an audience Mm -hmm. and there's definitely different expertise levels like there are people who are just chat and given unsolicited advice to people which is somewhat what we do (laughs) Um, and you have people who are like actual journalists you have people who are backed by media companies you have just this really broad spectrum of people who are in this space and um, for us this is kind of our hobby we don't get paid for it we don't have advertisers obviously in my head, in a perfect world, you know, we're reaching a maximum audience to have a maximum impact. Mm -hmm. But it's always just kind of a game of like, what keeps us interested in this? What keeps us going? And how can we appeal to a broader audience? How do we we expand the podcast? So I think that's keeping those things in mind with myself on what sort of targets that I set within the podcast space, being forgiving to myself when I'm not doing everything that I, I want to be doing acknowledging when I'm wrong on the podcast mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um and uh and to be clear like it, I I try to <laughs> there yes. hasn't been a moment where I've been like nah but uh but I you know maybe I'll I'll be really wrong about something and want to make sure that I that I address that and then you know just just keep trying to ex- expand our reach because our goal with this is to have an impact it's fun for us and it definitely like fills our cup a little bit to be mm-hmm. doing something we're really passionate about but also the way I think part of it fulfills for me is to make sure that you know we see those little differences and I do get feedback from listeners about oh I listened to this podcast and I thought it was really interesting and I started doing this and said or yeah oh I I do the sustainable thing and and that's just really gratifying to hear so I really like hearing from our our folks listening out there yeah 100% and that relates to a couple other podcast goals that I have Uh, One of which is just to be a little more active on the social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, I think, tied into (laughs) another one that I have, which is to just try to be a little bit better about planning ahead with the podcast, because I really just tend to be like, oh, my gosh, like another week has gone by. Here we are. (laughs) I got to, you know, prepare for this next episode or, you know, so I'm not looking too far ahead right now. So I'd like to get a little bit better at planning. And ultimately, as you said, Casey, this is about trying to reach people so that we can have an impact to together you know these 
personal steps that we take are great, and but we all need to be doing it together. So we're trying to to reach more people. And I think planning ahead, posting more regularly on social media, like I would love to see us get to a point where we can engage in multiple ways as a little greener community, you know, using the social media, all, all that type of thing, you know, doing a maybe a blog someday or, or uh, yeah, a, along with it things like that. And then also, this is maybe more of a personal than a podcast goal, but man, I need to work on past challenges too, because we always talk about, oh, you can listen in any order. You can do, you know, these aren't just for this week, but I just forget some of our past challenges and and that. So I'd like to be better about bringing up old challenges maybe uh, throughout the year and remembering to do some work on those things too. Anything else for you podcast related? Well, maybe maybe it's to start a list of all the challenges that we've issued. <laughs> maybe we should do that. Maybe just have a bank so people can access them whenever they want to and look and be like, ah, this one wasn't as relevant to my life this week, but mm-hmm. what else on the list might I be able to pursue this week? So good project. Yeah. Let's, there we go. <laughs> let's write that one down. <laughs> we can compile that resource. I also wanted to talk a little bit about personal New Year's resolutions as related to our field of nature, conservation, and sustainability. Casey, I loved what you talked about in our intro of last week's episode. Do you remember at all what you were saying? I mean, basically, you were telling us a little bit about your resolution. Yeah. Remind us what you said. Yeah. So uh, I was talking about how I watch a YouTuber called CGP Gray and the way he uh, approaches New Year's resolutions is instead of setting goals that when he doesn't meet them, basically discourages them him from continuing to pursue them. So like, I'm going to read X number of books. I'm going to do this, that he looks at it more like this is the year of being more adventurous. So whenever I come across a decision where I have different options, I'm going to try and choose the more adventurous one. Or I'm going to try this year to spend more time with family. So if I have, you know, two different decisions, I'm going to try and make the one that takes me to spend more time with family or have this sort of meaningful experience. So what that allows you to do is look at each individual decision that you're making in different parts of your life and contribute towards that theme. But if you don't do it every time, it maybe doesn't feel as much like you're falling behind on your Mm -hmm. resolution. You can continue to look at each opportunity as its own thing, building towards that larger theme and, and help live with intentionality, which I think is something that we all strive to do to a certain extent is to, you don't want to waste at least maybe I'm speaking from my own perspective. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to necessarily do a bunch of things that don't in the end bring me fulfillment or Mm -hmm. get me closer to personal goals that might not be so quantifiable, but just like, you know, I want to strengthen my relationship with so-and-so. So if I've got an extra night that I'm looking at something to do, maybe my goal is to call a friend. So that's sort of how he approaches it. And I, that really resonated with me. Yeah, I really like that too. And so, and you said that yours is you're going to basically have a, the year of being a little greener. And yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna evaluate, you know, that the the choices, the crossroads that you come to with that lens. And I really like that. I tend to hold New Year's resolutions in a really open hand for a long time. I said I didn't like New Year's resolutions. 
be- because of that sort of idea of what he was talking about that we just get so like sort of boxed in to these things that right. I, oh I have to do this and they fail because I have made myself the resolution for example that I'm going to read the Bible every day right. you know for a year or I'm going to read through the Bible in a year or whatever it is and I maybe the most that I made it one year was three months and then I just crashed and burned and I felt like which is pretty good. <laughs> I, I was the best I had ever done. And I was like, here I am. Like, I've made it a habit now and I'm going to be great. And then it just fell off, you know, one week. And then I just, I couldn't get back on the horse regularly. So, uh, and it gets, I feel really bad about it, you know, because it's something that's very important to me uh, regardless. But um, so I, I really like that idea of leaving it more open. However, I also was internally freaking out a little bit when you talked about this because I felt like that it's almost too vague for me a little bit. You're just like, anytime I have a decision, I'm going to look at it through this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I would have been because it got cold here the past couple of nights and I would have been like, oh, should I turn on my space heater or turn or, or not? Well, the greener thing to do would be not turn on my space heater. <laughs> Peter and go get another blanket but I'm so cold I need to turn on my yeah so I feel like I would just be taking like every single moment which is not necessarily how you have to live out that resolution right and you can kind of define that for yourself so I like this idea of of having sort of a big idea and then having specific steps or a specific like framework to get you there. And I do feel like that makes it feel a little more manageable. Because one of the things that you'll read if you look up like how to be successful at your you know, resolutions is a similar thing to one of the things that we would talk about with conservation goals, Casey, is to be specific. Yeah. <laughs> and that sort of feels like the opposite uh, of what you're talking about. But I don't think it actually is. Yes. And I do think that like marinating on that for the last Mm -hmm. week I do feel like looking at it on that broad of a lens is probably not super super helpful for me because being environmentally conscious maybe if that's how I want to phrase being greener it permeates every aspect Mm -hmm. of my life versus some of these other goals maybe are a little bit more streamlined into like if you're saying I want a year of living more adventurously that would be more like if I go to the restaurant I'm going to try a right. new food instead of this rather than like every day waking up and saying should I <laughs> yeah. go skydiving or should I quit my job like which uh, being greener sort of might fall into is like should I not do this and so um, I'm going to talk a little bit about it a little bit later when we talk more specifically about what some of those steps might be but that's sort of maybe narrowing it down to my food choices. Anytime I'm doing my food choices, I'm going to try and pick the greener option or something like that. Having those smaller things. Yeah. So I do think, I guess uh, overall where I landed was I I really like the way that you phrase it. And I like that idea. I also appreciate the need for something specific within that. And I think, so I think that works really well. You just, you have this, this, sort of theme for your year and then you just plan like what in what specific ways you're going to enact that that theme and I do feel like that gives you more flexibility and less pressure um, of that sort of fear of failure the other thing that popped up when I was reading about successful uh, resolutions is that idea of 
of learning to accept failure and don't look at it as, oh, I I failed my resolution, sure, but learn yeah. from it a- instead of giving up. So if you do have a sort of set thing that you were planning to do, so what I should have done with my Bible reading instead of just getting extremely frustrated and discouraged and giving up, I should have been like, okay, well, what was it this week? Why did I stop? What kept me from doing it this week? How can I rework this <laughs> so that that's right. no longer a hurdle from me? Or for me. And so I thought that's a really nice idea uh, and something that might be important for us in our eco resolutions too. Cause I think that's what happens to me with our challenges sometimes. Uh, some of the things that we do, like, I mean, man, well, I guess I'll, I'll lead into it with that thinking about what my own personal eco friendly resolutions are for this year. Looking back, I, I actually felt a little bit better. You and I had talked about feeling a little bit like I sort of fallen off of a lot of things um, that I had felt like had been really solid in my life. Uh, But I think, you know, there were some, some positives from last year. Uh, I am still composting. I, (laughs) I moved my compost bin into my garage during hurricane season. (laughs) So it's not, I'm not like fast composting, um, but I'm still adding things to the bin. I, my, my green and brown ratio is no, oh, are terrible? Be, but, yeah. <laughs> I, but you know, I'm still using the yeah. compost bin, uh, so I, that's a win for me for now. I'm totally drinking soy milk all the time now. That was an unexpected thing that happened as a result of of the podcast. So, and and contacting representatives—that's the thing I credit you for getting me into, Casey. But I did that a few times last year as well. So there, there were things that I feel like I did well, but there are a couple of things that I've identified, things that were challenges for us super early on in the podcast, like getting our nature time in. Yeah. I totally fell off of getting nature time in. So instead of just feeling like a failure at that, I've decided to, you know, really focus on that. So that's going to be one of my personal goals for this year. And I think the challenge for me came in that where I live right now is so far away from the place that I used to live uh, when I lived in Florida. I don't have access to the same places. Yeah. And so I have not yet found a place that I could go, a place I can bring my dog, a place, you know, things like that. So one of my, a very specific goal for me for this year is to find a local green state space for me and get back to committing to go outside more regularly. I think that's a really good one. That's that's our back to basics, mm-hmm. like way to keep yourself grounded and inspired. And it's generally good for you. Like yes. there's there's been a lot of internet lingo of basically when people get a little too sucked into the virtual world and also maybe out of touch with reality. You say, go, go outside and touch grass. I think enough of us need to go outside and like touch grass or be out in nature and yeah. and and think about that space as being a, a space that can ground us so that can inspire us to keep our relationship with nature up and remind us that we're part of it instead of so separate from it. You know, when we're talking about these big systems that are in place. Mm-hmm. Really, it goes back to what is our relationship with nature. And I also like it just as... Uh, you know, I think a lot of times people go really big with their resolutions, which is great if you can do it and that's going to, you know, inspire you to go for whatever it is. That's kind of what I had to do with composting, which for me was a really big deal. I'm so Uh, proud of you. (laughs) Make that uh, that thing uh, happen. But I, I, 
do feel like we need to remember these basic, as you said, things as well, and that that's sort of just as valid of a resolution. It's not a hard thing to do. It's just a thing that I haven't been doing. And so I feel like it makes for a good resolution. I think so. I think it's a good one. And it's something you can can commit to frequently and does not cost a lot of money and doesn't require some sort of major investment of time or anything like that. I have one more, but I'll go to you first. What do you have an eco resolution? Um, I'll go with one and then I'll let you do yours and then I'll go to my bigger one. So my smaller one is, is that our backyard when we moved in was entirely invasive species. And so this year we just got our fence put in. I want to rip out the rest of the invasive species and really get our garden going in a real way. So we're going to be planting some trees. We're going to add some both pollinator species, rain garden sort of species, and some species that are just edible for the tortoises. So if they're like, if I can't find something that's exactly native, but I need it to serve a function, for example, right under our hose, Mm -hmm. there's just a space that's just, it needs to be ground cover that's going to stop erosion and can sit wet. So I found a plant that uh, we can do that. And also the tortoises can eat it. So (laughs) it's multifunctional. So that is like a a goal that we have that can continuously be worked on, but I think will really increase my comfortability outside. Because right now our yard is a lot of grass and very exposed to like the roads and Mm -hmm. an apartment complex in the back. And I think it'll really feel a lot more like ours and feel like a peaceful place when it's a little bit more nature friendly, a little less lawn. I'm so excited. I want pictures of progression along the way Uh, I sense podcast episodes coming out of this so uh that's super exciting I like truly I can't wait I can't wait to see what it looks like that's a great one I'm proud Um, of you you planted your beach sunflower and it's still alive oh that's so exciting I believe it's a year-round bloomer it's not as vibrant sure. right now as it, it, it is in the summertime but i still got flowers out there so getting a little choked out by some weeds i need to do some, some weeding <laughs> out there but still living Excellent. uh and hopefully i'll you know plant something else come spring so my second eco-friendly resolution is in, was inspired by what you said last week and your a year of living greener i and I haven't quite gotten to the specifics on this one, but I really want to focus on learning more this year. And as it relates to the environment, I, you know, I feel a little bit like I came to this late in the game, just in terms of learning about conservation and uh, all of that. So I I think that that contributes to my not being brave (laughs) in this space sometimes. So I'm not sure what that looks like if I'm going to maybe do an online course in something. Obviously, doing the podcast in and of itself helps me to learn. uh, But I think I'm going to be on the lookout for classes in the like local classes if there's any online offerings this is one of the reasons that i was asking about your news sources like regular news sources it previous couple weeks ago um so i think i do just want to challenge myself to to keep gaining more knowledge in this space so that's my sort of broader goal for the year if you will yeah, it feels a little more themey. Yeah, like, yes. yeah. Learn more. Take the opportunity yep. to yeah explore more. I like that. 
Okay, so my last one is fairly broad, but I've I found in my life, and I'm sure it's true in lots of other people's lives, that the hardest time for me to be green is when I'm going through a major life change. Mm. So like when we move every time, it's just, it's just like a climb back uphill of like getting stabilized before I can actually go back mm-hmm. to having all my habits and learning like the, like you said, what's going on around you. Where can I get this type of food? Where can I go to, to be outside more? So podcast announcement, I guess, uh, Andrew and I are going to be having a baby sometime this late spring, early summer. So that's a big change for us. And um, Sarah didn't know I was announcing today. <laughs> I didn't know. She, I knew the news. I didn't right. know she was going to say the news. And I'm crying again. So no. here we are. <laughs> but yes, that is a huge life change. It's a huge life change. And I, you know, there are some things about having a baby that I'm going to try and explore the eat more eco-friendly way. But even just being pregnant, like, I find myself moving to different patterns than before. Like I am eating out a lot more than I was before because I'm extra hungry and I'm not preparing <laughs> and I don't want to cook. Um, and that's not like necessarily like a good budgetary habit for me to fall mm-hmm. into, but I have to be forgiving for myself because I'm just in a yes. different place. And so with bringing a baby in, I know my time is going to be different. My energy levels are going to be super different. And so what I'm able to bring to other elements outside of making sure this tiny human stays alive, just I I don't think I can be ambitious this year. Like I think it's forgiving to myself to say if I can maintain the things that we're doing right now, that would be a win. So I'm always going to keep my eye open and bank those things, but I'm not going to try and be ambitious and put in place brand new processes when everything is about to flip upside (laughs) down like it is. So that is my, my goal is just to try and maintain some of the green throughout the craziness. 100%. Um, I like can't even process words right now because I, <laughs> I'm just so, like, I'm so excited. So congratulations again. Like it's my first uh, response to all of that. I'm so excited. Oh, I cannot, I cannot wait uh, to meet the next generation. Um, but I, and I'm also just so glad to hear you say that because everything is a balance and we try to come through with that on this show too we want to be thoughtful we want to be aware but we want to take steps that are appropriate for us where we're at and you know we always talk about how oh you can't take care of other people if you're not taking care of yourself uh and I think that is 100% true both in this case like you have a growing family right. you have a little <laughs> life that you are going to have to take care of um, so you do need to do what you need to do to take care of yourself to to help take care of that life but I think that's true about the environment too like we have to make sure that we're keeping ourselves healthy and uh you know both physically and mentally to be able to engage uh in taking care of, of the environment as well so I'm glad to hear that that is that is where your head's at I think uh, we used to say it a little bit more often. I think it's worth saying again is that everybody's journey is so different mm-hmm. and like your your time, your money, your life scenario may put you in an ability that's different than someone else's in different areas. And I'm a competitive person. So I'm someone <laughs> who does look at other people and be like, well, I should, if they're able to do that, I should be able to do that too. Right. And so I, I think it's a good reminder for myself and hopefully our listeners too, that if 
you know, you are like, well, Sarah composts and drinks soy milk and does this and does that. I'm not going to be able to do that next year. Like everyone's situation is different. There are things that you can do and there's things that you don't need to worry about what someone else is doing. You need to to look at what's attainable for you. So I'm going to try and like have that forgiveness element because there's plenty of societal pressures already about having a baby, (laughs) let alone my own pressures about making sure that I'm limiting my negative impact on the environment. So that's, that's where I'm at. If there's any, moms out there who have little ones and have any pieces of advice i am open to hearing it because because <laughs> i am entering a whole new world and it seems very opaque to me <laughs> yes we'll have to crowdsource uh eco-friendly. <laughs> baby easy like simple to expect to some do. green baby episode <laughs> reviewing or, products I, and I mean, things just general uh we can crowdsource general baby advice too yeah actually oh man oh gosh i love it so many 2023 is gonna be such an exciting year look at that gonna be crazy <laughs> yay i have nothing else to say i can't i there's nothing to follow that thank you kbc uh as always <laughs> for that discussion. Yay. Congratulations. Congratulations to Andrew (laughs) as well. We're very excited. Uh, Stick around, everybody. I'll try to wrap things up coherently in just a moment. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you uh, got some ideas from it. Uh, Hope you're enjoying your 2023 so far. Uh, We have just a a quick challenge. Maybe it's two challenges. It's mostly just one challenge (laughs) for you. That should be pretty easy and hopefully will help us achieve some of our 2023 podcasting goals as well. Your challenge for the week is to Tell us your eco-friendly New Year's resolution. Eco-friendly is not the right word. Your eco-related res- yeah, resolution, totally. maybe. Whatever your resolution is that is in some way connected to uh, nature or the environment, let us know what it is, if you have one. Or if you want some uh, some ideas, if you want some brainstorming, uh, you can do that as well. In, in whatever way you want to reach out to us, whether it's through social media or email or whatever. Uh, and or reach out to us and give us a topic for an episode that you would like to hear more about in 2023. We would really, really love to get more input, insight, uh, ideas, suggestions, thoughts from our little greener folks out there. So uh, if you would like to do that, you can find us all over the place. We're on Facebook at A Little Greener Podcast. We're on Instagram at A Little Greener Pod. We're on Twitter at A Greener Podcast. You can email us at a little greener podcast at gmail.com. Is that it? Did I yeah, say them all? I think so. Excellent. We would love to hear from you any which way. And hopefully you'll be hearing from us a little more frequently on there as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Remember, the tagline is conservation, nature, and sustainability, not necessarily in that order. (laughs) But those can be kind of your prompting guidelines for your resolutions. They they could be related to any of those topics, and we want to hear about them. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.